Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is Brent. Hello. Hey, everybody. It's time. My I realized as I started talking that my voice is a little scratchy because I was talking literally all day. I read stories to my kids. So Nice. Like N- actual stories. <laughs> uh, like science stories? I mean, I know you're I read teacher, Magic so. School Bus to oh. my <laughs> high school students. Interesting. They loved it. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a round of applause from one of my classes. It was amazing. <laughs> That's not even a joke. They gave me a round of applause. <laughs> that's so exciting. Magic school bus. Yep. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no Bethany today. Just nope. us two today. Just us. Um, which is great. We love that. And uh, we how was your weekend? Bethany. No, we still have Bethany. I'm not, I'm not saying. I mean, it was we good. prefer more. Yeah. But, I got to yeah. sleep in on Saturday, which was <gasps> lovely. Nice. Um, and then yesterday I went for a walk, but I forgot to put, sorry, I was looking down. I forgot to put sunscreen on my arms. Um, so I got a teeny bit sunburned, but that's not the bad part is the bad part is I'm kind of allergic to the sun. I don't know if you knew that about me. I did not know that about you. So I didn't now, know that was literally possible for human beings. Can you see the like rash on my arm? Um, a little I'll show bit. You. Yeah. It's a little dim in here, but yeah. so now I have like an itchy rash on my arm because okay. I got exposed to the sun. So I was like, dang it. But the walk was very nice and it was lovely out yesterday. Nice. So. Good. We uh we played host a little bit again. We have some friends who are in town from Missouri. Ooh. They actually spoke at my dad's church on Sunday. Oh. And because uh, he used to be youth pastor and was my youth pastor when we grew up, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then he's hosting like an Enneagram seminar thing. Oh, okay. He's like, that's what he did his dissertation on. And so he did one last night and then he's got another one tonight. And uh, so he was walking through like the intro and then going through the numbers. And the, if you know anything about the Enneagram, there's nine like, you know, facets of a personality and you identify heavily with one and then you in stress, you go to one and health, you go to another. Anyways, um, he was, he started and he did, uh, an intro and then he did one and two, and then he left me hanging for three, which is typically the number that I identify with the most. Uh-huh. And he's like, you'll have to come back tomorrow night. For, and he didn't say <laughs> that just to me, like he's just saying that. And you know, the competitive side of me is, is thinking, <laughs> you know, okay, I can, but now I have to actually show up on time too. Like I can't yeah. be later or else I'm going to miss <laughs> my number. <laughs> So we got our number, we got our evening booked out this evening, well, but uh, no, it was fun. It was great. He's, yeah. he's a funny guy and insightful. And, and are you, have you done Enneagram? Are mm-hmm. you? No, not into that. I mean, I'm into that kind of stuff. I just yeah. haven't done it. Okay. So good. Someday. At some point I will. We offered uh, a class once with that. At no, least, but you offered that class when I was in grad school and I was like, I know. I'm, no I'm just saying everything. She, the curriculum, she's got, <laughs> so at least Jackson led it and yeah. she did awesome with it. And it was like one of our most popular small groups uh-huh. that we'd done. Um, and she bought the curriculum hoping to kind of redo it again and mm-hmm. again. So, um, you know, keep an eye out on that because okay. that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. I was hoping we'd go into some banter Sorry. about what numbers you are and how threes nope. relate to know. fours. And I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I've like skimmed I'm not something. Try and guess for you. Yeah. Other people have tried to guess, but apparently you're not supposed to. Not supposed to. Um, I've skimmed some things and I don't know. I don't like, but I'm don't know well enough to like be like, oh, I think maybe this. So um, yeah. I started to read the book. What's the book called? The Road Back to You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I stopped because I got like, I don't know, school or something happened and I stopped. So. Yeah. It's funny because um, I, I, you know, I've read this in with trying to figure out my wife in mind and I, it's really hard to do this <laughs> with her. 
and I don't know. There's not like there's not one that jumps out, and I mm-hmm. feel bad because I like I should know. Like I know her better than anybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And is am I a bad husband because I can't identify I the number? So. And she's like, no, I don't know what I am either. And uh, Jeremy was talking last night and saying, you know, think about this through the lens of Jesus. Jesus is really good at all these numbers, and that and that's the conclusion that I came to. Oh, your wife Kylie's is like Jesus. just like Jesus. <laughs> just there's no way to I box her it. into a category. <laughs> so. It's that's all. That's all I know. That's I mean, all I know. that sounds reasonable. Hey, we did go um, <laughs> shopping this weekend because London starts basketball today what? for school. Seventh grade mm-hmm. basketball. It's all inner squad. Like that's all they do. But mm-hmm. um, she didn't have any basketball shoes that fit because I don't know if you know this, but she's grown like twelve inches during COVID. Yeah, she's uh, she's quite tall. So we went to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and she sat down on the thing and the guy started bringing shoes out. And he's like, what size do you or do you wear? And she's like, I think like nine and a half. But like, I don't know. All, all she's been wearing is like flip-flops and yeah. <laughs> everything else. And so it's been a while since we've bought her like new shoes for this kind of stuff. So she's like, I don't know, nine and a half. He brings them out. She can't even get her foot inside. Oh my gosh. Nine and a half. I feel like this if that's the women's. case, you should have been like, can, where's the measuring thing? Uh, maybe. Do, I, do they even use those I anymore? Think so. They're on the ground, but I've never seen. I don't even know. It feels like one. an old like that kind of phased out. Like, yeah, but if they're there, why not use it? I understand. All he kept doing was kept bringing out boxes of <laughs> shoes. Seems... I felt bad for the guy. I know, but like, okay, let's use our resources better. You would think. <laughs> they got up their training. Dicks, if you're listening, up your training. This is a commercial for Dicks Sporting Goods. You should shop at Dicks. Did they you have... end up spending quite a bit of money there? No. So what happened is <laughs> then they brought out um, size 10s and mm-hmm. those didn't fit. Wow. And then they brought out 10 and a halfs and they were close and the toe was still at the edge. And she had this put on 11. Yeah. 11. Yep. And that's a nine. That translates to a nine and a half in yep. men's shoes. I wear a 10 and a half. She can yep. almost wear my yep. shoes. She's I wear bigger 10, feet than her mom. I wear 10 and a half or 11s. Do you? Yep. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so anyways, it was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is crazy, but yep. it's good. Cause we were going to order some shoes online and I'm glad we didn't. Cause we would have ordered nine and a half or maybe 10 Yeah, and it's going to have to be bigger than that for sure. Yep. So it was, it was a, it was an insightful, yeah. insightful trip. <laughs> my, my daughter's going to be seven foot tall is what no, I found out. No, not necessarily. Well, I don't know. I'm not she's, seven foot tall. <laughs> she's still growing tall. You're tall though. How tall are you? I'm five eight. Are you? Okay. Yeah. So Kylie's five nine. Yep. And London's she wears like a nine and a half. as tall as me yeah. right now. I know. She's actually probably getting close to being done. You think so? Yep. Well. Most girls stop growing in like seventh or eighth grade. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, it's yep. uh, exciting stuff. So we are um, in the process of getting a little basketball hoop in our driveway. Nice. We bought one off Amazon. It's been in our garage for three weeks because I haven't, you know, prepared myself to dig a <laughs> hole three feet in the ground oh, yet. Got, oh, like that serious. We're going to go. We're going to go. You're not going to do the portable one. Yeah. You know, the portable ones around here they with fall the wind over. do yep. not mm-hmm. survive. Yep. They just don't happen. And you're like, well, you can put water and sand in it. No, you can't. It's really windy around here. <laughs> it's really windy. Yeah. You just drive. Next time you're driving, yeah. look <laughs> for how many smashed basketball <laughs> hoops are with the yep. rim bent. The mm-hmm. rim is not a circle anymore. It's like an egg-shaped oval because mm-hmm. it's fallen in front or and the glass And you don't want her throwing basketballs at your house, so you're not going to put one up on the ground. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't trust her shot. Have you seen her shot? Yeah. <laughs> Anything but the but the background. So <laughs> that's happening soon. So that's exciting, uh, exciting weekend. So exciting. Yeah. yeah. So many kid things. Lots well, of kid just things. London, but one more kid thing, but I'm going to save it for our oh, something okay. interesting. But uh, we did uh, finish off a series on Sunday. 
It's true. We we finished off our pilgrimage series and dove into a little bit of Romans chapter six, verse one through fourteen. And I, I figured out in kind of uh, the the flow of how a series typically works for me. I don't know if it's to keep me interested or interesting or whatever, but like in a in a week one, I look back over the notes. Week one is very like you know I don't know very um, open, very. Mm-hmm more questions and answers. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Like if I do a verse, it's going to be a little bit of a verse and it's not going to be an in-depth one. And then in week four of this thing, it's like, this is, I felt like this is like the meat of all of it. This is the hardest one. If you listen to it and watch it and go, man, that was a little bit like, Poof. you know, uh, it is. And that's just a different style. And I <laughs> promise we're starting a new series on Sunday and I'll go back to being light yeah. and funny and then we'll work. <laughs> but you know, you, yeah. It's when you go to the gym and work out, there are some days that are like heavy lift days mm-hmm. and some days that are like, you know, I'm just going to do the treadmill for like five minutes on a, on a, on a downhill slope <laughs> while I check my emails and text my friends. <laughs> and, uh, on uh, Sunday it was a little bit more of an uphill mm-hmm. 8.5 speed. I don't know. No, probably not that strong. <laughs> the analogy broke down. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it happens. But, um, uh. Yeah, yeah. So, some some uh, heavy lifting in there. Um, Paul talking about kind of his identity and dead to sin and alive in Christ and the, like a bunch of baptism talk in there. Um, and, you know, really, uh, I think trying to process through and make sense of um, him going, you know, encouraging people to uh, live virtuously, live in a way that reflects the fruit of the Spirit, like he'll, he would write about later in Galatians. Um, to live with a certain sort of behavior, but the, the way in which you do that is again, not to earn anything, but just out of an outflow of your identification. I use that word indicative versus imperative or indicative and then imperative sort of stuff, um, as, as kind of a, a overflow. And I, I realized that today as well, um, Grayson's, uh, w- was home, stayed home from school today. Um, cause he was on a bus with somebody who got COVID like mm-hmm. late and they were like, well, you were kind of within six feet of this for a certain day. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's all over now, but he's home today. And so Kylie came up with this little solution. Hey, I need, listen for my sanity. I need you to give Grayson a rate writing assignment. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so come up with anything that you want him uh-huh. to write and make him write three pages on it. So to keep the kind of the brain working a little yeah. bit. Uh-huh. And so I, I said, all right, we hiked Badger this morning with some mm-hmm. friends and so I said, Grace, I need you to come up with a fictional story about a not real animal or something character, mm-hmm. Hobbit, that lives on Mount Badger, on Badger Mountain, <laughs> and what, how he, where he lives, what he eats, and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I have not read the story. That's waiting for me when I get home today. <laughs> but I, That sounds I, exciting. I know. It should be fun, right? Badger <laughs> Mountain, what, what, what's on there? What thing lives there? I, I said, think Lord of the Rings. Think Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia. Think you know, fantasy something. What, mm-hmm. what is he, what's his story? And I, and I said, um, you know, I, I had to walk him through how every good story has a plot. It has character development. It's got <laughs> an arc, a story arc. It's uh-huh. got a problem that needs to be solved or an adventure that needs to be gone on. And I said, now listen, don't jump into the adventure before you deal with the character. Why should I care about him having this problem? Mm-hmm. You have to start with this character development and then lead into the plot issues. And I realized that that 
That's I, a little high for your. I uh, know he's only second, second grade, grader. but but I'm trying to help him <laughs> think through. I don't want him to just jump into something. I'm yeah, like, you yeah. gotta like make me like this guy or this thing or whatever mm-hmm. it is you're making before you go into this. And I realized uh, that in that in the way that that is just a common way that we understand as humans, this is how literature works, or mm-hmm. like good at least good literature works. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to care about the person before you create the conflict. Um, that's kind of how Paul even writes this indicative imperative stuff of you have to care about like who you are as a person and the character behind this before you go. If I just go straight into do this, do this, do this, Mm -hmm. you don't care enough about the story. You Mm -hmm. don't care enough about this. You might do it out of obligation or you might do it out of a sense of achieving some sort of a level of righteousness, but it's not really truly like fruitful and meaningful in that way. Yeah. It's not meaningful because it's empty. Like there's no... There's no meat behind it. There's no, there's no why behind it. Right. You aren't, you're just doing it to do it. Yeah. There's not a true, genuine, like, why behind your actions. And then they're meaningless. Yeah. And and they don't last. Yeah. When they, when you don't have meaning behind them, then you do them for a time and then you leave them. Yep. They're not fully integrated into your life. Mm-hmm. Your life isn't cohesive in that way. Now you're just going through the motions. You're doing things. And eventually you're going to hit some obstacles, some questions, some some doubts, some mm-hmm. somethings, and then you just kind of and leave everything behind. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I thought that that sort of related to Sunday yeah. in a certain way. But what do you got? What was your takeaways? Um, I think my big takeaway that I wrote down was um, we, you talked a lot about, or Paul was talking a lot about being under grace, right? It's not by works. It's our grace. And like we... Our behaviors and our actions come from that grace, but you know, we're human. And so we're going to make mistakes, but that grace also means that we don't like when we, we're not under sin anymore. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to feel the shame that comes when we do have sin. And when we do make mistakes, because we're not under the thumb of sin any longer, Mm -hmm. we are in the world of grace. And so when we fall short and when we are human and, hurt other people and hurt ourselves. Like we don't have to be burdened by shame for forever. Right. Um, we can admit it. We can apologize. We can make reparations and do things we need to do to move forward. And then we can move forward. We don't have to live with that shame and regret because we are no longer under the thumb of sin. We don't, we are in the land of grace. We're in the world of grace. We're under grace. So. Yeah. I liked, um, that idea of Paul trying to work out like the waking up to this new reality. And I, I use the analogy and I wish I could have gone deeper into it of just occupied Germany and occupied France and occupied all these things in world war two, where the Axis come in even Normandy or whatever of, of they're in, in control. And then all of a sudden, like if you live there, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, like th- th- they they leave, and there's an absence, and there's really a vacuum of of authority. And then that something has taken place. The the Axis have have conceded. They've signed the Treaty of Vers- the Versailles, or which well, I- uh, Versailles was World War One, I, I think. Okay, so whatever the Second World War Two mm-hmm. one was, um, they signed the treaty, and then now there's this new reality of the world is back to quote unquote normal or our new normal at mm-hmm. least. And yet, like, they're living in this, like, what, you know, we don't really know what this looks like and what this mm-hmm. feels like. And even when the new forces come in or everything's kind of left or, you know, there's 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 a lot of work that has to be done yeah. on an emotional level to understand mm-hmm. what it means to be in peacetime again as opposed to wartime. Yep. And, and on a physical level, like, 
Like there are consequences to the yeah. war that have to be dealt with and repaired and moved on with. But we're in a time of peace. And so like we have space and grace to do those things. Yeah. And to repair those things that were damaged and to move forward and to look forward to a peaceful time. And yeah, so you have to learn how to do that again. And you have to learn how to live in that space of, okay, I don't have to be worried every single second about all of these things. But you also like have the room to do that. So there was a book that I remember reading that I was that came to mind um, as I was talking about this. It's called All the, All the Light We Cannot See. It's a, I've read that. Have you a fictional book? I don't remember what town in France it was. Yes, but it was um, you know post war. But like there was still it wasn't clean cut. Like yeah. we we often think this happened on Thursday. The Allies marched in on Friday. Everybody's free. And it was like there was this vacuum of we're not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. We hear good news about the Allies have won. They were dropping leaflets down. And yet there's still people coming into our town. We're still fearful for our life. Mm-hmm. We still have to wake ourselves up after nightmares of having gone through wartime for how many years and go, it's over. It's over. It's okay. Like this is done. I mean, you think through that like PTSD sort mm-hmm. of stuff of them waking up in the middle of the night going and then having to shake themselves and go, no, 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 that, that was then this is now this mm-hmm. is different. And yet that stuff still affects you in those moments. I think this, I think that's a little bit about what I see or what I think about with the Paul thing of I go through this grace and I know that I'm, I know that I'm free. I know that I'm not earning any righteousness, but I know that there's something in me that kind of wants to be able to achieve righteousness Mm -hmm. through works. And I got to shake that and be like, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. Even though I find myself physically still struggling, like a PTSD of grace versus works right thing. You know what I mean? And I have to be like, no, 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 I'm, that's not how this is not, this is grace through faith. Um, I, I'm dead to sin and I'm alive in Christ. Even as I find myself sinning, going, all right, dead to sin. I need to remind myself I'm dead to sin, alive in Christ. <laughs> I think it's just a yeah. insightful thing. So, yeah. All right. Anything else? That's pretty much it. Okay, good. Um, so this Sunday we kick off a brand new series. Um, it's called, you're not that far. There was a, um, episode in the story of, uh, Jesus through told through the eyes of Mark, where um, he's approached by somebody who's trying to kind of corner him into a mm-hmm. spot, and they says, "So tell us, you know, what does it take to really follow the gospels, or what, or what does it take to not the gospels? That what does it take to appease God? What does mm-hmm. what does God really want for us?" And he basically says, the first commandment, second commandment, first commandment is love your God, Lord, with all your heart and soul, top of the mind, all that kind of stuff, and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm kind of bumbling through that. But um, <laughs> this guy has some questions for him and, and all of that. And I've done all these things. And he realizes there's there's some caveats of what you think you've done and what you what you haven't done. And, and Jesus says to him, uh, you're not that far, like, from the kingdom. So, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, work there. There's, like, pieces of it, but it's not it's not fully comprehended. Like, there's some motives behind it. There's some things about kingdoms. So I'm excited. It's going to be fun nice. uh, to be able to kind of walk through that series. I think it's going to be a three-week series is the plan for that. And uh, if if you felt like last week was too heavy lifting, I have news. that This week's week one. So <laughs> you're going to love this week. It'll be great. Yeah. And for those of you who have been watching online and uh, checking it out via the app or checking out later on 
uh, during the week based on either convenience and or necessity, just because, you know, it's uh, still in-person stuff is still not something you're comfortable with or whatever. Um, we, we recognize that that's still a major part of our audience. Um, just looking around on Sundays going, okay, we're, we're, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a select group of people that we haven't seen in a while. And yet we see comment cards come through and we Mm -hmm. see, uh, still very generous and giving, or, you know, just connected to at some degree, Mm -hmm. we, we see you out there. We know that you're out there. We hope that we're doing everything that we can. Um, and if you have any advice on how to better connect with you online, (laughs) then please let us know. But, um, yeah, anyways, it's really, really good. And I know, uh, we are sitting on pins and needles, <laughs> proverbially, um, waiting on Inslee's, like trying to figure out where we're at in terms mm-hmm. of phase two and phase three and what that, what implications that has for churches. And even as far as staff being today, we're, we're walking through, well, if it's this, then we got to go here. Well, mm-hmm. if it's this and we got to go here, we can't even write a script for the videos until we know, cause we don't know if we're going to be able to do worship or not, yep. you know, all this kind uh-huh. of stuff. Um, so I, I say that to just like keep in, you know, keep checking that email on, uh, on the weekly. We mm-hmm. are, we did move away. This is a little bit confusing. So I do want to help people out. We did <laughs> nix the RSVP for yes. the capacity limits. That doesn't mean that we're not in, interested in capacity limits. Nope. We, are, we are, and we're still abiding by those guidelines and principles. We are still counting people. As we are they still counting, counting people. And we would still, if we ever hit that number, have to be able to turn people yep. away. What we found out for the last several weeks is we're not even close to hitting that number. And therefore the RSVPs felt like a little bit, perhaps of a burden or mm-hmm. a obstacle that might keep people away thinking on Saturday night, Oh, I forgot the RSVP. I'll just watch online and mm-hmm. do whatever. And we don't want that to be the obstacle because the RSVP to church thing is new as of six months ago. We've yep. never done that in the history of our church. Yep. And I'm st- I'm just not sure how that might may or may not affect first time guests and mm-hmm. visitors and all that way. So what we've elected to do is to nix the RSVP. We, you can still come. We still track and all of that. And even if it goes down to 25%, we still feel comfortable within our numbers based on the size mm-hmm. of our theater to be able to pull that off. So if you're like, I, I'm looking for the email. I'm trying to click online. I'm trying to RSVP. You're good. Just mm-hmm. show up. Just and show up. Bring a friend. We'd love to. Or check online. Uh, you know, it's, we really are trying as hard as we can to make that as as good of an option as possible mm-hmm. to be able to continue to participate in community. And we've got a few tricks up our sleeves. I'm hoping we'll reveal here in the next week or so about Ooh. connecting uh, that beyond that. So <laughs> we're working out details, but it's it's coming together. All right. Um, mm. Let's do something interesting. Yeah. You ready? I started. So oh, you go it's first. me first. Okay. Mine centers around a little bit around European soccer again. So okay. I apologize if I like blew you off with the Europe, Europe League or Super League last week. Uh-huh. Was that two weeks ago or was that last week? No, I think it was last week. Last week. Um, it kind of continues in that a little bit. There was a big um, uh, riot Ooh. in uh, at Manchester City or Manchester United, excuse me. They're, um, okay, I think I saw something about police. The fans, the fans charged into the field like an hour and a half before the game was supposed to start. Whoa. There's no fans. They were protesting outside because they uh, it's American ownership uh-huh. and they're trying to change the game to make more money and uh, the British yes. fans are like, hey, quit trying to steal our game, blah, yep. blah, blah. Uh-huh. They rushed onto the field, kind of crazy, broke down some security walls. It all got handled. They postponed the match. Fine, it's whatever. That has nothing to do with my something interesting. <laughs> my something interesting then why bring is it up? well, because that happened this week. Oh, and okay. if you saw the news, that had a little bit to do with the Super League, but it was more just ownership deals. Got it. But what you saw were crowds outside of these places, and they're doing their chants and their songs as kind of fans making these things happen. Mm-hmm. And that is perhaps my favorite 
part or one of my favorite parts about the year about any soccer match. If you have you ever been to a soccer match live, like a real soccer no. match, like an MLS or anything like nope. that. So in on in the what we would call the end zones because uh-huh. we are football people. In the end <laughs> zones are a lot of people where the goals are usually holding flags, something, anything yeah. distracting, okay. and that's where the crazy people go and they stand Got and it. they chant and they have certain songs that they sing yep. in mm-hmm. and out, right? And so every every squad, every uh, football club or whatever has kind of their mm-hmm. jams that they do. There are certain songs that they sing. And they change over the years, but some of them stay together. And there's one uh, that uh, is called I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles from West, <laughs> West Ham. It's uh, a great title. Yeah, West Ham. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it, it was originally a song that was in a 1918 play. Okay. And they sing it as a crowd. And I'm going to send you personally just because okay. I want you to see it. Um, <laughs> a link of an entire crowd singing this song because it's fantastic. I and there's it. a movie of this reminds me of uh, uh, that came out back in like 90 in the 90s with mm-hmm. Elijah Wood called um, Green Street Hooligans. Okay. And the one of the, the main characters, not Elijah Wood, but his friend is the one who ends up dying. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> you can't say the spoil. Is a West Ham and fan and alert. sings this song. And I didn't make that connection until this week. But I was, <laughs> I'm looking. So they are supposed to have fans back for the last week of the season okay. this year. And I'm just like, the emotions involved of seeing stadium, not filled because it's only going to be 25% or yeah. whatever. But like seeing those fans in there and the in the excitement because mm-hmm. two weeks ago the ufc had fans back or a week ago the UFC, and you, you watch it it's like a chill in your mm-hmm. bones about i like, noticed i was like watching the mariners game even and i was like oh like they make a difference uh, like it, it just it does yeah. and i'm not here to judge the <laughs> if it's a super i don't care about anything i'm just saying like sports like that were meant to be watched and experienced in a crowd and on mm-hmm. tv it works but it's just it's different, and I'm I'm so looking forward to um, them coming back and hearing the chants of these fans. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine having for for these people who are dedicated enough to on this last Sunday like break the law and try and <laughs> go in and do yep. all this because of their fandom? Think of them singing these songs after two years of being absent yeah. and being able to sing mm-hmm. this. Like it's going to be like freaking it's amazing, even if you're crying. not this. And so I I found this. I'm forever blowing bubbles song okay. on Spotify and have been playing it for my kids in the car <laughs> and getting them to sing. Even though this isn't my club, this is not who I cheer for, but the song is great. It's really fantastic. You should definitely do it. And here's how the chorus goes, okay. which is the only part of the song. It says, I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air. They fly so high, nearly reach the sky. Then like my dreams, they fade and die. Oh my gosh. Fortune's Dark. always hiding. I've looked everywhere. I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the air, right? So this is the team that for uh, uh, however long they've been in this club, they've never won. Right? Ah, and never, I guess. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always blowing, but they like embrace this fact that mm-hmm. they never win, mm-hmm. right? So here's the interesting part, the whole thing. Here's how it comes around, right? Okay. My daughter's favorite, Jovi, uh-huh. my daughter's favorite part of this is we all we all sing it or whatever. And then when it says, then like my dreams, they fade and die, she screams that part. And that's her favorite part of the song. And I'm not sure how to deal with that, Megan. And I'm so worried I'm going to get a call from her teacher or the school principal being like, your daughter's going over here going, then like my dreams, they fade and die. Because every other kid watches Disney Channel yeah. and says, you can do anything with your yeah. dreams. And then here's Joey in the corner 
then like my, my dreams are like bubbles in the sky <laughs> pop and they're gone. Pretty bubbles. I'm forever blowing the bubbles. It's, she's got it's a, pretty dark. She's got a, a, a serious side to that one. The ironic thing is the song sounds so happy. I the know. lyrics are so dark. Yep. It's freaking brilliant. Yeah. You've got to check it out. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's my something interesting. That's awesome. Yep. She brought her like fake cat to church. It's yesterday. downstairs. She left it here last night. Was she traumatized? Traumatized. By it? Yeah. Are you going to take it home? Yeah. Luckily, we're also <laughs> house sitting my mother in law's dog. Uh, okay. And so it's been replaced with a real live, large Labradoodle, <laughs> which is going home today. Yeah. Thank God. So um, I do need to bring the cat home today. Thanks for the reminder, actually. I'm going to head downstairs after this. <laughs> I also asked her if she wanted to feed my cats sometime this summer when I'm away. Oh, she would pay she, you to do that. Are you I kidding know. me? She got a real big smile on uh, her This face. is a, by the way, a like stuffed cat yeah. that um, is like curled it up. It looks like a taxidermy cat. It really cat. looks like a taxidermy <laughs> cat. And it has like batteries inside yeah, that and it, like, the stomach moves. The stomach moves like, like it's, it's breathing. breathing and then it kind of makes a purring sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's really creepy. She saw it in the store and immediately had to have it. Used all of her money that she ever had. <laughs> So and we got it in Tahoe. So it's her, it's her Tahoe memory. Anyways. Yep. yep. All right. What um, you got? This week is teacher appreciation week. Oh, every week is Megan. I know, you know but that. this week is officially teacher okay. appreciation week. Um, I, Are, you're saying that as a teacher know, to right? remind all the parents. I, <laughs> and I like Starbucks or. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is self-serving. Oh, well. Um <laughs> So here are some fun things you may or may not. This is not from me. Pastors Appreciation Month is always October, <laughs> and I've never brought it up. <laughs> ever. I'm not the only teacher Go in the on. world. Um, so here's some like fun things you may or may not know about teachers that's written by a blogger that I thought looked kind of fun. So um, this one's interesting. 33% of teachers leave within the first three years of beginning their careers. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Turnover is high crazy um your teachers break the rules just all the rules some they break some of them that just happens <laughs> they're the ones that set the rules yeah but some of the like school ones that they sure. are like i don't know why that's a rule they break them hey um your teacher is not necessarily a crazy fan of whatever subject it is they're teaching um you're oh there are seven million teachers in the united states um, sometimes your teacher's job is stressful. According to researchers, your teacher has a very stressful job that can be compared with jobs of pilots and firefighters. Ooh. I also heard something, this isn't in the list, but I heard, um, that they believe teachers make as many split second decisions as neurosurgeons, um, in their like day of teaching, they make as many split second decisions as a surgeon does. Yeah. Um, your teacher is funny. Your teacher I, has. I would vouch that <laughs> needs an asterisk on it. That's not always true. Uh, I'm funny. Okay. Um, your teacher has feelings. Your That's teacher true. spends spends their own money on you. Um, your teacher is not afraid of looking silly sometimes. That's very true. Your teacher is not in this profession for the money. Um, your teacher loves when graduates remember them or former students. Um, yes, your teacher has favorites, but they might not tell you about it. (laughs) You can. None of your, none of your kids listen to this podcast, Megan. Let's go. Let's spill some tea here. 
Your teacher understands you can have problems and wants to help you deal with them. Um, your teacher does not know everything. Your teacher worries about This feels about like you. a Hallmark card. Does this it person is. work for Hallmark? Probably. <laughs> and that's it. Those are the ones that I like. Nice. So, some things about teachers. What is the best? Well, I guess you've been only oh. doing this for a year. But so. I taught preschool for five okay. years. So what's the, yeah, you did. So, mm-hmm. and did you get like teacher appreciation oh, yeah. gifts from kids? I mean, what's not the best thing you ever got? So we would get. We got Christmas gifts okay. from families because yeah. I taught at a private Christian preschool. Okay. So we'd get Christmas gifts from families. And then the best was Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. I Just chocolates galore. And cut flowers. Oh, okay. I got Every year I taught preschool, I got cut flowers nice. on Valentine's Day. It was great. I was like, who needs yeah. a boyfriend? <laughs> the only thing missing from that list is your teacher sometimes reads Magic School Bus to you. <laughs> yeah, I read... I don't know. If, did I say that at the beginning of this? Yeah. Did. Yeah. yeah. I love it. They loved it, Brent. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I'm saying this is, this is what they happened. like, can you read more storybooks? I was like, sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joby's in the corner going, my dreams are dying in bubbles. I mean, they're the dark too. That's why they want magic school bus. That's right. Dealing with so much. Adult they have things. this to deal yeah. with the opposite things. <laughs> we just need something lighthearted, like a school bus. That's magic. Yeah. It was funny. Cause they all at, in each of my classes at some point, they were like, this is not realistic. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about fiction writing real quick. I was like, let's not apply logic and reasoning to the magic school bus. <laughs> Mrs. What's her last Ms. name? Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Good. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, we'd love to have you join us for part one of your Not That Far this weekend, either at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in person or 10 o'clock online on the live stream. If you go to eastlaketricities.com slash live, log in on time or even a couple minutes early yeah. and hang out with Megan and Kylie. You guys this week did... We did boy bands. That's right. Music lyrics. Yeah. It's going to be May. And I heard Gary trying to convince Andrew that Wu-Tang Clan was, uh, was a... Yeah. Yeah, he believes that Wu-Tang Clan is a boy band. Yeah, well, that's for debate. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. not sure what this weekend is, but if you log in early, you can participate, uh, be involved in the chat. Let us know that you're there, and uh, it's all good. So, yeah. All right, I think that'll do it. Bye, everyone. See you guys. Bye.